This is Jade. This is Carly. And this is Mommy's Tell All. Hello, Jade. Hey, Carly. And hey, everybody. This is episode eight of Mommy's Tell All. Boom. Yeah, we're trucking along. I just realized I said, hey, Jade. Like really high pitched, and I don't know why I did that. Because you were really excited to talk to me. Did you notice that? No, I, do, I actually didn't notice that. That's true. I'm so freaking nauseous all the time and like you're so much further along than me and you're so nauseous all the time too yeah it's like a mild nausea yeah it's just like the annoying kind where I just don't feel 100% but it's not like it's not like first trimester nausea it's just enough to make me feel gross does that make sense and like you don't want to eat but you know that you need to eat Oh my oh, god! I think do? about you food can all eat through your nausea. Uh, yeah, well, I think about food all day. <laughs> I'm so hungry god, all the time. I'm so jealous. I'm like, while I'm eating, I'm like, what am I going to eat for dinner? You know, that's how that's how I am right now. Uh, Literally, while I'm putting I want food a in little my mouth. Bit of that. I actually, I have to force myself to eat, and I have to play this mental game with myself that I'm like, Carly, you're not just eating for you. Like, you have to nourish this baby, so you're like you have to eat, and it's the only thing that can make me put something in my mouth, chew it up and swallow it as knowing it's like not for me because it's yeah. so hard to eat. I actually got in trouble at the doctor's office the other day because I had lost weight. Didn't you lose weight too? Like in your first trimester because you were having I trouble eating? I lost four pounds. I feel like this yeah, is common. I lost four pounds, but I also think it was, de- I think it was dehydration too. too, but oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I was so sick that I didn't want to drink water either. Water was like the last thing I wanted. Oh, yeah. And water on an empty stomach, I like makes things a thousand times worse. Yeah. Have you tried smoothies? Ugh. Have you tried to do like protein smoothies or something that you could just sip on that has calories? And I, I need to do that. I actually started doing I bought stuff to make smoothies. And then it was like the process of making the smoothie that it got me. <laughs> I mean, if you need to you know, postmate yourself a smoothie every day. I that's actually a really good I, idea. I get it. I should just tell Evan to make me smoothies. That's true. And, and then deliver them to me in bed. That's true. Do that. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. May I have my morning smoothie, please? <laughs> he should be he should feel yeah. like he's helping you because and nourishing your baby, which it is. So he should feel like it's an He totally a, would do that. It's an honor. Or I just asked my mom. <laughs> hey, mom, call, call up your mom. Hey, mom. <laughs> Want to come make me a smoothie every mom, I, morning? I put. Yes. And I would like this today. I would like a little bit of pineapple and some spinach in there. It'd be really good for Bella, too, because <laughs> I mean, Emmy, she loves when I order a smoothie or I make a smoothie at home. She loves them because she doesn't like broccoli or anything that's got like a texture right now but she'll drink she'll drink like a kale and spinach and coconut water and all that sort of stuff we put into a smoothie she'll drink it I know Bella does love smoothies too but um hey what did you do for Mother's Day so anything exciting well I wanted to go to a brunch like I am a brunch person I love brunch and Tanner and I actually haven't gone out really to brunch (laughs) in a long time so I found this one at it was at this hotel near us and it had like a petting zoo and it had face painting and all the, Oh yeah. yeah, You could make a bouquet of flowers and all this fun stuff. Um, and then they had a huge buffet. 
So I sent Tanner the, the link. This is my Mother's Day gift. And I was like, just buy me tickets to this. This is all I want. I just yeah, I just want to go buy myself a new dress and buy Emmy a new dress and go to brunch. So that's what we did. And it was a lot of fun. Emmy was obsessed with the animals. She spent like an hour at the petting zoo. It was really cute. She I don't know if you saw my Instagram so video, but there was there was a couple I did there's a couple sheep that were sleeping and she which I've never shushed her ever. She must have got it off of a YouTube video. Um, but she was looking at people because <laughs> the sheep were sleeping and she would look at everybody and she would go, shh, shh, and put her finger up to her lips and tell so people to be quiet because she was like, they're sleeping. Oh my God. It was God. so funny. That's so cute. It was really cute. What about you? Um, we just went to brunch. We had like, you know, Evan's family and my parents and it, it really was just like an easy brunch. And then I went out and we had to get a new washer and dryer. So I went out with my mom and did the boring, the boring shopping on Mother's Day. It was Ainsley's, um, Evan's youngest boy's birthday. So then we did a birthday celebration around four and did presents and pizza and cake and ice cream. And so it was like, it was a fun day, like, but it was just like kind of like a chill Mother's Day. You know yeah. what I mean? Which I feel like I need it anyway because, I don't know, around like 3 o'clock in the afternoon right now, I'm just pooped. Sure. I was like, I can't do as much as I used to be able to do, but that's also okay. Well, you know mm-hmm. what? It is called Mother's Day, so it should be about you and what you need. <laughs> so if you needed to rest, then you needed to rest. That's very true. <laughs> um, That's true. I feel like I just, that's me just being like, Evan, I need rest every day, but... I do right now. I used to I used to just fall asleep well, in random spurts on the couch. Like if we were sitting on the couch, I would just fall asleep in my first trimester. Tanner would look over and I would just be sleeping. Your body needs rest. That sounds great. That sounds really great. <laughs> it was well, mostly during like I football did get to games. Sleep in. Go ahead. F- football games put me to sleep though. Yeah. Or golf. Golf really puts me to sleep. Boring. I do want to mention really quick though before we talk about Krista. Um just like about social media, because it was Mother's Day and I do I did post something just because I feel like Mother's Day is such a great celebration for all of us mamas out there. But it also I love that there's a social media movement where women are acknowledging not only like the ups of motherhood and, you know, like everything that we try mm-hmm. to make look perfect or we obviously love our babies and they're the best gifts ever. But also the troubles or the reality that sometimes it's really hard. And I've noticed that so much this year that people are just being more authentic. And I just really appreciate that. Yeah, totally. People are just acknowledging that Mother's Day is also really hard for people who may not have their moms or who can't get pregnant right now or whatever they're going through. So Shout out Mm -hmm. to everybody who's really just keeping it real out there because I just think it's really cool that we're all just being more open. I I love that. I mean, I feel like we talk about the highs and lows and I've always like, I don't know, I feel like I can come to you as my safe space and we've kind of started a platform for us to, to talk about that openly with people. But I totally agree that I've seen so many people doing that lately being like, oh my gosh, this part of mom life is so hard. And I, I... I'm like, yes, it is. I'm not alone. Even Maya posted a video the other day of her life as a mom during that day. And she was like, you know, people think being a stay-at-home mom is the easiest job. Like, watch this. And it was just, I mean, 
you know, having to wrangling, wrangle your kids and feed them three times a day when they're screaming and explaining things to them and then, you know, making a mess out of your house and then you all have to clean it up. And I was just like, yes, that is, that's it. And also I'm like, oh gosh, two kids. How are we going to do that? I know. But like people out there are just being so real and it's just so nice to see. Yeah, I just... I just like that people are showing that real side and that Mother's Day isn't just like pastel colors and flowers and chocolates and yeah. and cards and love. Right. And that's great. Like it should be that too. But also it's like if you get down to the depth of it, like we do so much and we sacrifice so much of ourselves every day for oh our gosh, children. Yes. And to have that acknowledged is so much more powerful to me. So I love that people are being are just being more about that. Power to you mamas. <laughs> this is a and you assume to be mamas and you want to be mamas and all of the things. We're rocking it. We really are. We're doing so good. Just women. And in even general. when you feel like you're not you doing butt. good, that's okay. That's life and you shouldn't put pressure on yourself. You should just know that things eventually pass and things eventually hopefully do get better and that you're not alone in that because there are so many women on probably a similar journey. Oh, yeah. Even um, yesterday, like when I was so nauseous, I felt so bad because I was like, Evan, you have to do the bulk of the work today because like I can't function. I told Evan this. I was like, I feel like such a bad mom and wife today. And he was like, oh, my gosh, don't. He was like, you're doing so well. Like you have a baby inside of you and and you're taking care of this baby and and we can take care of Bella together and I'm good, you know? And I was just like, thank you so much. That's so nice. Because those moments of the lows where you just feel like you can't physically do it or mentally do it really can be super straining. And I guess it's also really important to have someone behind you. Some, like, some, some support system. For you yeah. And patting you on the back. I know. Yeah. Uh, last night I was laying in bed and um, our baby was moving a lot. And I was like, Tanner, you have to feel him. And Tanner put oh his hand gosh. on my belly and he's like, it's so weird. Women aren't even human. You carry a life inside you. And, I, and it was actually the first time where I felt like he almost got it. I was like, wow. Like, I don't know. It was it was kind of a cool moment for me because he was acknowledging how amazing it is that we actually carry life. That's but so cool. It was a really nice moment for me. That is so sweet. We should probably talk about our guest that's coming on. Oh, yes. <laughs> We are having um, actually one of our favorite uh, bloggers come on, Krista Horton. She is the mother of two and her and her daughter match all the time. And it's my favorite thing. Honestly, I there's nothing greater than a mommy daughter matching duo. I think I think it's she, so freaking cute. I think she needs to do like an ebook on it because their outfits are so on point they look identical. She, her daughter is so cute. And I mean, even if I try to match Emmy, I don't look that good. They're, they have it. They have yeah, it oh down. No. They have like the headbands and the shoes and the accessories. And ev I mean, everything coordinates. It's so cute. It really is. I fell in love with Krista a long time ago on Instagram because she is the cutest mom. But uh, she also recently, which I think this is such a cool story, is her sister... And her brother-in-law have been trying for a baby for a while. And they have been doing IVF and it wasn't working. So they started looking, or, or I guess Krista offered to be a surrogate for them. And so she was been kind of going through the process and sharing a ton on her Instagram. And it's 
made me so curious about it. And so we have Krista on today to talk about what made her want to become a surrogate and then what the journey has been like. I know that they did have a successful implantation and then she was pregnant, but then she had what's called a biochemical pregnancy. And so she's no longer pregnant, but she still agreed to come on the podcast today and share with us just uh, her experience. And um, it's really touching. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get her on. I'm so, I just so want to talk to her in person. And now it's time for our segment. Jade and Carly pay for Emmy and Bella's college education. We all need someone to talk to, like that person who can support us through rough patches or even the everyday up and downs of life. That's where Talkspace comes in. Talkspace Online Therapy makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. Simply provide your references for therapy and Talkspace will match you with one of the 4,000 therapists the very same day. You can send your therapist unlimited texts, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time. Remember, no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. Join more than 1 million who feel happier with Talkspace. Again, Talkspace has more than 4,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges that we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code MOMMIES to get your first week free and show your support for the show. That's MOMMIES and Talkspace.com. There are three things every homeowner wants their home to be. Smarter safer, and more fun. What if I told you one link by First Alert has you covered? First, meet your family's new best friend, the OneLink Safe and Sound, a hardwired smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with a premium home speaker and Alexa-enabled all-in-one sleek device. Built with First Alert safety technology and providing an immersive, great sound experience, the Safe and Sound elevates any home. And it gets better. OneLink by First Alert also offers the OneLink smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm that work with the OneLink Safe and Sound. The device is easy to install and protects against both smoke and carbon monoxide. If smoke or carbon monoxide is detected in the home, the smart alarm will notify you via exclusive voice and location technology and send a notification to your smartphone, whether home or away. A smart home should start with smart protection and OneLink by First Alert welcomes you to a smarter, safer home. Visit onelink.firstalert.com for more information. All right, everybody. So we have Krista Horton here with us today. Hello. And I am super fangirling because I follow you on Instagram. Me and I too. love you. It's the opposite. I am uh, the one <laughs> I have, but I, I mean, I've always watched The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. So I I've known you guys oh forever. Oh my god! <laughs> so funny. It does feel so crazy <laughs> when you finally meet in person. I'm obsessed with your matchy matchy outfits oh, with your daughter. I Thank know. Like you. it's just my dream to be <laughs> like that. I don't know that I could. I will ever be that cute. Oh, but stop it! I will off. try. I remember I really tried to do that when she was younger. Now I'm like, oh man, if we're wearing pink shirts, we match. Right? You know what I mean? No, it's all about just coordinating the color. I mean, you're so good at it, though. Like, I it's feel like amazing. I can't leave the house unless we're like color coordinated. I at love least. it so much. How does your daughter feel about that? Oh, she loves it. She's oh just God. like when she's picking out clothes. She's just like, is this the same as you? 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's every woman's dream. She's like, I get to be like mommy. Yes, it is cute. She gets picky sometimes about her headbands and her shoes, but other than that, like her outfits, she's pretty easy going with. So, I mean, it's just the cutest thing I've ever seen. Thank you. She's, oh. She definitely looks like she enjoys it. She's always got like a little oh, sass yeah. in the photos. The sass is yeah. she's sassy yeah. in life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How old is she? She's three. She'll she's be four in August. Oh my gosh. Yeah, her, her, she's, my son and her are complete opposites. Like, she, everybody's always like, she runs the house. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <does>. girls <laughs> will do that. Right? My my daughter, Bella, is totally going to run the house. Uh-huh. 100%. They do. She already, I mean, she already does. Yeah, just easygoing, go with the flow, just wants to make everybody happy, and Kali's like, I'm making myself happy. <laughs> she, yes. <laughs> I love that. A woman after my own heart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me super excited, though, because we're expecting a boy, too. So just to hear that they're oh, so different, yeah. I... But you're going to love that because, like, when I left today, my son's the one that, like, misses me. And he's like, oh, I don't want you to go, Mom. And Collie's like, peace. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I get to go to Ashley's. I'm good. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Were your pregnancies different? Like, did they feel different? They honestly didn't feel a ton different. I feel like they were pretty easygoing. I was probably, I felt crappier with Boston, maybe just because it was my first pregnancy and I didn't know what to expect. Mm. And I was working full time. So... I didn't have with Kali, I was home with Boston. So I kind of, you know, you can kind of eat when you want, what you want. Right. And when you're at work, you're kind of limited. So I definitely felt crappier with him. But it, I mean, I would dry heave here and there, but it was nothing like miserable. It was pretty, pretty easy going. Gosh. Must I, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing these stories, though, because it gives me hope. Someday, Carly... So we, we won't have the sickness when we we're pregnant. We won't have the sickness. Right? <laughs> My sister-in-law <laughs> is like that, though. She gets so bad that really? first trimester where she's just throwing up and just nauseous all the time. And I definitely got nauseous, but I, I felt like I got the better end of it for sure. Yeah. yeah. I just, I mean, with Bella, I was I was nauseous the whole time. The whole pregnancy. The whole pregnancy. And I, at the even in the third trimester, I remember I just hadn't gained a lot of weight because it was so hard to eat because I was so nauseous. Oh. And my doctor at the end was like, you have to eat. He was like, this baby needs to gain weight. You have to I eat. I wish somebody would tell me that. Gosh, I remember that day I was like, I was in full power mode. And I was like, nausea, you will not get me today. And I ordered a pizza, ate the whole thing. Oh, my God. And I couldn't even, like, eat a slice before that. And I was like, my willpower right? will overcome. That is crazy. And then were you better after I that? I was actually kind of you better. You got, like, but in I a different was, mindset? I think it was a mindset thing. You were like, like I'm going to take care of this baby and do whatever. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That it's is weird crazy. how you can kind of, like, I don't know, you can do that to yourself. Right? I'm. We do what we got to do. Yeah. And, yeah, when you're, like, thinking about the baby over yourself, you're like, I'll just do whatever just I have to. Yeah. But, yeah, no, people were telling me to stop eating. <laughs> 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 I did, though. I would crave, like, something new every single day. So I'd, like, go to the grocery store and get what it was, and I'd eat that, and then I'd be like, okay, I don't want that anymore. And then it would be a new thing, like, every single day. It was pretty exhausting. <laughs> I kind of like that kind of sounds exciting. You can like make your way around the grocery store right? and try new things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have any like crazy cravings? No, I like a cereal and I feel like that's pretty common oh. for everybody, but it was like a just cereal was the only thing that like kept me that sounded good that kept me full, I felt like. But other mm. than that, no, nothing nothing super crazy. It was pretty the norm, I guess. <laughs> I feel like cereal was always a thing that I 
in the morning because I'd be so nauseous. I'd keep next to my bed, but it would still be so hard for me to eat. But I was like, if I can get a handful of cereal right? in my stomach. It's at least something. I've accomplished yeah. something <laughs> this morning. Seriously. Because it is like set. At least cereal tastes good. Right? You know? Yeah, exactly. It's not, yeah. Because don't they say saltines too sometimes oh, yeah. help you in the mornings? But maybe, yeah, maybe if you have a boy. But you are you still felt just as sick, didn't you? Oh, yeah. So everyone was telling me that you're that I was definitely having a boy because I was, I've been sicker or I was sicker. And I was like, no way, because like I was so sick with Emerson. I was like, it has to be a girl thing. But I, my body, that's just my body. Yeah. So and it is. It's crazy how every pregnancy can be so different or can be the same. Depend- you know what I mean? My sister had three girls, my oldest sister. And her t- or her last one, she thought for sure it was a boy because she didn't feel sick. She felt so much better. And it was a girl again. So it's just like kind of just depends. Yeah. I know. It is so weird. There's so many like old wives tales out there. Right. I know, and when everybody's like, what do you feel like you're having? And I'd always be like, I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, there's a 50-50 shot. Yeah, there's like these, I've seen these like check marks on that. You're like supposed to check off this on this side or this side. And you're like, oh, I'm definitely having a boy. I remember we went on, um, after Evan and I announced our pregnancy, we went on like this backstage at Ellen's and they were doing this game to try to figure out what the sex of the baby was. And they had definitely concluded that it was a boy. Oh, really? And then it was a girl. Yeah. I see. <laughs> and they were like, man. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, they were like, it's definitely, you want salt, it's a boy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I always want salt. I know. There's like some string ring test that my sister-in-law did on me too. And I was like, I don't believe this stuff. And she's like, it has worked for me. And so she did it on me and it was like doing some funky thing. And she's like, that's because you don't believe in it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Have you guys done, did you ever do the Chinese astrology chart? I think I think with Boston, I did look that up. I don't remember if it was right or not, but I remember seeing that and looking it up just to see. Yeah. But I don't remember if it was right. Did you do it? I looked at it, and it was right for Emerson, but it was wrong for this baby. I was supposed to have another girl. Huh. But then also, like, don't they say, like, Chinese year calendars are different? You're, so- yeah. You're supposed to look up. What is the moon? It's like the moon calendar or something. I don't know. Maybe I just made so it up. Crazy. But it's like something so weird. I don't it's, know. I was it's a lot of fun to like do those things and try it was to right guess. For Bella. But right. really, like, does that really? I, I mean, know. Huh? It's it's a it's a semen. It's a sperm and an egg. Yep. And, uh, oh, yep. You get what you get. Right. <laughs> One of the things that we love to share on our podcast is birth stories. So we would love to hear. I guess like in short form. Okay. But how your births went and if they were different or yeah they definitely were different um so with boston we moved from seal beach to ventura and we moved on a friday and i went into labor on sunday and i was 36 weeks so i wasn't expecting it at all so we had just gotten done taking our maternity pictures in seal beach we had to drive from ventura back to seal beach just to take the maternity pictures and we drove home and then my water broke in the middle of the (gasps) night so then we went to the hospital and it was funny when we were leaving we had just moved in that house got the uh, alarm installed and we leave the house get down the road and the alarm goes off no. and i'm like crap what do we do and so i'm like just turn around and go check on it real quick so we turn around and the hospital was like 30 minutes away so by the time we got back on the road like my contractions were kicking in and i was oh like oh crap gosh. we shouldn't have turned around but we got to the hospital and I was already, I forget what I was at, like a five or something. I was wow. pretty far. It was really quick. My fam- my family was able to get there in time. They had to labor me down. Um, so we got to the hospital like five that morning, and I had uh, Boston at noon. So it was pretty quick. 
With Collie, though, I had to get induced, and that sucked. I mm-hmm. was I don't wish that on anybody because that was, I mean, gratefully, it wasn't the longest because they said it could take, like, 72 hours for an induction, and wow. mine, mine was less than 24. So it wasn't long, but it was just really painful, a lot more painful than with Boston. I mean, other than that, once I got my epidural, I was totally fine. Chilling. Yeah, so and nice. I had an epidural with both of them, so I felt really relaxed. I wish I could be the type that's like, I didn't do anything. I had it all natural. I know. I wish I could be that way, like yeah, like but, Jade, but, I, but I'm we, not. <laughs> I don't, but we support all births. We yeah. support all. I'm very supportive of the epidural. <laughs> and I do too. I've always, I've always told Bryce, I'm like, I just wish I could do that, but I just know I'm so much more relaxed and like, I don't know. I don't know what it's like because I've never done it. And I think it's amazing, like how powerful you feel. But I'm just like, I just know the second I get that, I'm just like, I feel so much better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pain gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you carry Collins to full term then? I'm curious about that. They induced me at 38. 38, okay. Yeah, she wasn't moving in her ultrasounds, and mm. we still don't know why. But my blood pressure was a little bit high, and it, it had ended up going down. I don't know if it was just because you're at the doctor, your blood pressure's higher. Um, they had me in there doing stress tests for a lot of the day, and then... Those were all coming back normal, but then when they did the ultrasound again, she wasn't moving again, mm. and they're just like, she should have been moving by now. So then they had me scheduled. I went to the hospital that night around 4 or 5, and uh, everything was fine again, and the doctor came in, and she was like, I'm going to let you go, and I was like, thank you so much. Like, I was so excited, and then she came back in a couple minutes later. She's like, oh, wait, I forgot. We need to do one more ultrasound just to be sure, and they did it, and she wasn't moving again, so she's oh. like, you're not going anywhere. Wow. And I was like, better to be safe than sorry. Definitely. So I was glad. I still don't really know why. It was weird. Interesting. Yeah. She just needed to come out right then. I guess. <laughs> She's like, today. And I'm going to yeah. lay here so that I get to get out today. Right? <laughs> For real, that would be something she would do. I know. I, I was supposed to be induced, and Bella broke my water like two hours before I was supposed to go to the hospital. Oh, that's so I'm nice. Like, I'm like, college is just like, um, I'm not going through that. Right? I'm going to do it my way. Seriously. I, yeah, that's nice. I'm like, thank you, Bella. Although I did have to go on Pitocin. Did you? Yeah. Was that painful? Yeah. Yeah. It really sucked. Yeah. But I got the epidural pretty early. Well, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Yeah, I guess I was just curious because I gave, I gave birth to Emerson at 36 weeks, exactly. And I'm just super nervous. I'm going to have a baby preterm right. again. So and did just, they know why? No, it was a spontaneous, uh, like, what do they call it? Spontaneous abruption or whatever of the, okay. use, of the water. Her, my water broke in the middle of the night. Okay. And uh, I had Emerson, like, in seven hours. It was super fast, Dang, too, yeah. for our first baby. Right. And so now I'm just, like, so nervous that this baby's going to come uh-huh. early. So I was curious. Right. 38 weeks is amazing. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and it wasn't even, you know, my water didn't break or anything. So it was yeah. weird. So we're always, like, everybody says it's the move that put me, because I would not sit still. I was, like, unpacking and yeah. doing all that yeah. stuff just because you're trying to get everything ready. Because then I thought, same. I, You know, they always say you're a little bit earlier each time. So I thought Collie mm. would come earlier. And she didn't. She was just hanging on and... At 38, when they induced me, I was just like, I wonder how long she would have, if, you know, yeah. if it was on her own terms, how long it would have been. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel better. Yeah. Like, cook, baby, cook. I know. <laughs> I know. It is nerve-wracking. Yeah. What, uh, was Emmy fine when she came out? We were super fortunate. She was jaundiced. Okay. And she, but she actually had a true knot in her umbilical cord. Okay. Which, I did hear you talking about yeah, that. Yeah, which actually, I'm like, maybe there was some kind of, like, 
higher intelligence, something happening there with that because a lot of babies who have that are born stillborn or they die like a day or two later. And so we were fortunate that she had to spend time in the nursery, but not the NICU. Okay. But with little boys, they have what they call wimpy boy syndrome, where if they're born early, they a lot of the times have lung problems. Yeah, that's with Boston. They were checking Mm, him a lot. Like I didn't even get to hold him when he first came out because they took him for his breathing. It was only for like, 10 minutes maybe they had to check him and he was fine but yeah that must have been what it was I didn't know that's what it was called yeah that's what the nurses told me so I just worry about that right this time around yeah but I'm gonna try to I think that's my problem too I was we're just so busy right and our lives are kind of chaotic so I told Tanner I go this time around like 30 like 34 weeks I am just relaxing yeah like I our schedule is gonna have to slow down right because I'm just I know yeah I know and it is so hard to, you know, sit still, especially with everything that I just went through. And they tell you, you know, you got to just sit still and chill. And I'm just not that type of person. But, I mean, like we were saying earlier, you'll do anything for a baby. So right. you just got to do what you got to do. And sometimes it is nice to have that excuse. You're like, you know what? I can't do anything right now. Right. I'm just going to lay yeah. here. Yeah. And somebody else can figure it out. <laughs> 100%. What was it like bringing Kali home, like ha- having two now it it was so fun I felt like Boston was always like really easy going with it all he never because he I mean he's always been a mama's boy so my mom kept telling me she's like he's gonna be mad at you you better be like <laughs> you better be warned he's gonna be upset and he wasn't he was totally chill with it and wow. yeah and so it, it, I feel like it's always just been fun I feel like that transition wasn't very hard that's really good news that's good to hear yeah <laughs> yeah and with Boston, we were living away from family. And with Kali, we had family with us. So I feel like mm. that was a lot easier, too, because family could, you know, take Boston or, totally. you know, could come over and help. So that did help the situation a lot more. But, yeah, I felt like that transition wasn't hard. Um, I feel like two to three might be a little bit harder, but our, our kids are both old enough now. They can, like, buckle their own car seats. And mm-hmm. we both said, like, once they can buckle themselves, like— your life is made. It's, it's just so much easier when they get in the car and they can buckle. You can turn right. around, make sure they're checked, yeah. and go. I feel like the buckling That's is so like nice. the time consuming. I don't know. That just that just makes well, and they get mad, right? And, and then you're like, oh, the, now they're screaming, right? So I feel like it might be easier because they are older. Mm-hmm. Two to three, though, then you're outnumbered. Exactly. Oh, that's like scary. the that's like the part where you're like, oh my gosh. Right. That's when you involve dogs. Well, I have two dogs, so technically yeah. there's four. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys have plans to expand your own family? We do. We definitely want one more with the surrogacy and everything. I just wanted. I was. I just was always saying like I want my sister to have a baby first because I wouldn't be as excited for our own. Mm. unless she had one first and I just want because I think we're going to stop at three um so I was just always like I just want that last pregnancy to be really exciting and enjoy every moment and I just know I want to enjoy it to the fullest if my sister didn't have a baby yet it's just not I don't know I would just there's a little bit of guilt that I would feel and just I don't know I just I just know it'll I will be so much happier when she has a baby and then we can work work on the third how did the conversation start between you and your sister about surrogacy? Um, so we've, so there's three of us. So okay. I'm the youngest and she's the middle. And so me and my oldest sister have always told her from the beginning because they got married five years ago in May. Will be five years. And so they've been trying since day one since they got mm-hmm. married because she, I mean, it has been her life goal to be a mom. Like she is meant, she was a preschool teacher 
and she has just always loved kids. So mm-hmm. she knew from the get-go. The first six, I think they went to the doctor to kind of see what was going on around six months because they usually say, you know, give it a year. But she was already, you know, a little bit getting older, and she was just like, I'm ready. I want to figure out what why this isn't happening. Yeah. So about six months they went, and um, I don't remember exactly when they started trying IUIs, but they were doing the IUIs, and they did a few of those, and it wasn't working. Um, and so my, me and my oldest sister have just always told her from the get-go, like, if you need us, we are here. Either one of us would carry a baby for you. And so, um, but we just know she, you know, she wants to do it herself too. Mm-hmm. And so she was trying all of her options and she did end up getting pregnant on her own, not even through the IUIs. And she miscarried at 14 weeks. Mm-hmm. And so it was 14 or 15. It was, it was pretty far along to yeah. be really devastating. So that was really, really hard. I felt, I feel like that's probably one of the hardest things I've even been through, just going through it with her. It was, it was really sad. And so then after that, um, I don't remember her exact timeline because it's been so long that we've been going through it, but she um, wanted to go through IVF. So they went and did a round of IVF and everything came back that she was pregnant. But so she ended up, I forget exactly what it's called, but there was a sack, but no baby. Oh, I think that's, is that a blighted ova? I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yes. So she had that and that was really hard again because you think you're pregnant and every, right. all of your numbers are going up. Everything seems like it's good. And then she had that. So then she had to have um a dnc for that and i think that was the one she had like a really traumatic experience where they did a dnc but they didn't get it all out so then they put her on the medication and she had to go through where it makes you feel sick and try and pass the baby and then she ended up in the emergency room and they had to do another dnc oh my god so i just feel like she has been through so much and then after that she ended up getting pregnant on her own again and then miscarried pretty early on Mm -hmm. and then she did another round of ivf and it just didn't even take at all so after that last round of ivf that didn't take We were actually out of town at a water park. The kids were playing, and I was just telling, because she was talking, they were going to go, they had met, or were going to go meet with an attorney to talk about adoption. Because she had actually done the whole foster care process, too. She wanted to foster a kid, and it's just, you you don't know when you're going to get the kid. It's just, the process is so long. So they went to talk to the attorney, and he was, you know, telling them, you have to go through all these other networks that connect you with the families, but the process is still so long. So I was telling her, I was like, Ash, like, let's just try the surrogacy thing. And she was like, well, I just feel so bad. I don't want you to feel like you have to do it. And I'm like, no, I've been telling you from the beginning. And it was both like, I didn't want to pressure her into having me do it if that's not what she wanted to do either. So it was kind of both of us just feeling like, I don't know. I don't want to step on toes here. But I was like, no, like, I want to do this for you. And so if you want to do it, like, let's do it now, especially because we eventually do one another. And I just, I'd rather get this process rolling because obviously, which we found out, it can take so long Mm -hmm. for the whole process to go. So I was like, let's just do this now. And you can still go through the adoption process at the same time if you want, or you can wait. You guys can still be trying on your own. Mm -hmm. Like at least we are making progress somewhere. So she was like, okay, let's do it. So then literally that was like on a Friday maybe. And Monday we called the doctor's office and went down that week to talk to the doctor because the doctor she had done IVF with, she didn't want to go back to him. We didn't have the, she didn't have the best experience mm-hmm. with him. So we went to a new doctor down here in Beverly Hills, and he's awesome. We love him and had a really great experience, even though it didn't work out this first time. He, he's just a really great doctor. So we went through this whole process, and I don't know. You just feel like when you've had two healthy pregnancies, you're kind of like, it's going to work. But then, I mean, you hear from, especially on social media, I got a lot of messages of other people saying, you know, it didn't work for them or they had had healthy pregnancies before. And one girl told me some awful story about how 
she miscarried the first time, tried it again, and it didn't work. And then she could never have any more babies of her own. And so you hear all these stories, but I also said, you know, if that's what happens to us, that's what was meant to be. And we Mm -hmm. already have two healthy, perfect kids. So I'm happy with that. You know, if that's the way it goes, I'd rather do this for my sister first and see what happens. So we did. And it was a long process. It really, I I feel like it's been almost a year since we like started it. Really? Yeah. Um, Maybe not, maybe like nine months, but it's definitely been from the first appointment until we did the transfer. Can you explain more of that? Like, is that nine months of hormones? Then No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. So it was just because she had to do her egg retrieval. She had had one embryo left over from the other doctor, which she transferred over, but she wanted to implant two and she wanted to see if she could get as many embryos as she could. Mm -hmm. So she had to go through the whole egg retrieval. And then after that process is when they start my process. And that's just like checking everything, blood work, ultrasound. They found, oh, what did they find on my uterus? I forget exactly what it's called. They had to go in and take it out. It was just like scar tissue. Mm. And they said it was probably from your other pregnancies, but they want to make sure your uterus is perfect before they do the transfer. So we had to have that surgery, and then you have to wait, like, a certain amount of time. And then I I didn't have one of my vaccines that they wanted me to have, so then I had to go and get that, and then they have to wait after that, and then you have to do legal work. It's just like the whole process is so much that you don't even think about. Mm -hmm. And so finally, when we got to the transfer part, once I started medications, it wasn't very long at all. It was like a month, I think, of medications. And then we found out I was pregnant. And so then you continue the medications, but then they had me go back three days later or two days. It was I took it on a Friday. It said positive. And then I went home and took a pregnancy test. It said positive. And so we were all excited. And my sister... She, I feel like she's so kind of numb from this whole process sure. that when she found out, it was funny because the doctor had called her and told her it was positive. And then she called me and she was like, yeah, they said it was positive, but they want you to go back on Monday for more blood work. And I was like, well, why? And she was like, oh, they just make sure your numbers are going up. And I'm like, okay, so does that, I mean, am I pregnant? She was like, well, I mean, yeah, but it's kind of vague. And I'm like, okay, well, I was so confused over something because I think she just doesn't like to get her hopes up because she yeah. knows she knows what can happen. So I called the doctor. I'm like, am I pregnant? And they're like, yes, you are definitely pregnant. <sighs> they're like, we just like to make sure that your numbers keep going up because things can happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt really pregnant. Like everything was leading in the right direction. And then so I went on Monday to get my blood done. And I, I wasn't going to get the results that day. So I went home that night and took a pregnancy test and it said not pregnant. And I was just in shock. Wow. I was like, Whoa. I was not expecting that. I looked at Bryce and I'm like, it, it, why? Like, why is it saying not pregnant? Like, I don't understand this. Like, the number should be going up. And so it should be saying pregnant right. still. That was my last test I had. So we ran to the store. We bought some more and I got home and I took another one. And I was like, maybe that was a bad one, maybe mm-hmm. something. And I took it and it said not pregnant again. And I was just like, I was just like in shock like this can't be happening I don't get it and then you just feel so guilty for my sister like who they have spent so much money and so much effort to get a baby and I'm like why like why is this not working for them it makes no sense it's just not fair so then the next I had called my sister that night because I was like I want to tell her myself before the doctor calls and tells her so she she had already been warned from me and after that second one it was kind of like just more real like I just it, obviously something happened and so the next day they called and um, just said it was a biochemical pregnancy and I was like is mm. this common and she was like it's pretty common I've had three in the last month or two from other patients Wow. and so yeah I don't know it's just so confusing and then my sister got frustrated too because she said 
you know, normally when you lose a baby that early, it's due to like a chromosomal abnormality mm-hmm. and they test her chromosomes. Right, they do. And yeah. so she's like, they're testing it. And so she even told the doctor like, what's wrong? Like, what is going on? She's like, I've done it twice. My sister's done it once. We've used two embryos each time. So that is now six embryos and nothing's taking. Like, I just don't understand what's going on. And of course, I mean, you, you're never going to know the exact answer. And that's probably the most frustrating part is that you don't know why. Yeah. Right. But my sister is actually, she was the one that was checking on me. She was the one calling me and being like, are you okay? What's going on? Because I've never been through that. And I, mm-hmm. I, I just felt so bad for her. But she was like, honestly, Krista, she was like, I feel bad saying this. She was like, I don't have a lot of emotion to it right now. She was like, I feel bad that I'm not sitting there crying like you are. She's like, but I'm just so numb from it that I don't really feel anything. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, maybe that's better that, you know, it's just kind of like, well, she and she has been so patient through this whole process. I I am not that patient at all. And that's why I was telling her with the whole surrogacy, like, let's do this, let's do yeah. this now. Let's not wait any longer. And she's just kind of like, well, okay, you know, mm-hmm. she's not she is in a rush, but she's not at the same time, just I guess because she's gone through so much. And so she was saying she doesn't want to put herself through IVF again because the she was like, physically, I can do it. She was like, emotionally. She doesn't want to do it to herself again. Yeah. And I was like, I'll, I'll do it again for you. Like, I signed up for this and I'm excited for it. She And she just felt guilty. She was like, I feel bad that I'm putting you now through what I had to go through. She's like, now you're experiencing the emotional part of it. And I was like, I know, but I can get through that. I can get past that. I was like, I felt bad for you. And she's like, well, I feel bad for you. Mm. So I was just like, if you want to do it again, like, let's do it again. I'm totally open for that. And so I, she hasn't made up her final decision on what she wants to do, but I'm guessing we will just because she doesn't want to do IVF again on herself. So, and I don't think we have to wait that long in between. I okay. think I think most doctors uh, say, you know, either like one cycle or three cycles. I think it okay. depends on the doctor. So it should be within a, a couple months or a few months that we can try it again. So how does that work then? So she's out of embryos then, right? No, she has three left. Oh, so oh she, three left. Yeah. Okay. She had okay. gotten four from this round, and she had one from before. So she had five, and we used two. So she has three left. And, okay. and they can test, like, I know when Jess uh, Southern was on, mm-hmm. they said that they could test, like, there's, like, different strengths uh-huh, of, of right. the embryos. Yes. So that's what she did is just use the two strongest. Mm. And so she, because she didn't want to know the genders, um, she was like, just use the two strongest and do that. And so, yeah, I don't know what the other three that are left strengths compared to the other two were, but kind of the same thing. Like, oh, what was wrong with those two? But then again, I mean, maybe it could have been something with me. Who who really knows, you know? And they say, too, with the biochemical pregnancy I was reading online, that it could have been, I, I don't know if this is true, and I need to ask the doctor more information, but did we actually lose a baby or were the like the medications giving me a false positive? Gotcha. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, because I had read that somewhere, and I don't know if, if that's the case. Um, so I, I really don't know. They test me on Monday, again, just to make sure my levels have dropped all the way. Because I think if they haven't, then they might have to do something for that. Yeah, I don't know. I've already started a cycle, so I feel like that's a good sign. But I don't know. This is also new to me, so I just don't yeah. I don't really know. And I asked my sister, but every situation's different, too. Right. I had a chemical pregnancy before I got pregnant with this baby. And they're just so confusing because it's like, was I pregnant? Was I not pregnant? I mean, you know, it was just like a really, it's just a really weird thing. You feel confused. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, what happened? And obviously, usually it is. It's it's a pregnancy, but 
because of chromosomal issues, yeah. you, that's the usual right. answer. Right, exactly. Is your body didn't accept the pregnancy. Right. And another girl that I'm good friends with that went through IVF, she, oh, she's she been awesome and she always texts me and sends me messages and she's always so positive and she was like, just be thankful that your body knew to get you know, to get rid of something like that, that your body is doing the right thing and Mm. working. And as hard as it is, when you do look at the positive side, it makes it a little bit easier. But I mean, it's just, it's something I feel like that will stay with you forever. I don't think it'll ever go away completely. It changes us all. It does. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really as sad as it is. I think it's really special that you're doing it with your sister. It's so special. Yeah, it, it is. And I just feel like you know, if it does end up working out, niece, nephew, whatever it may be, we'll just have that special bond. And I think, 100%. yeah, that'll be awesome. Especially because yeah. my sister is so close with my kids that now I'm like, this baby has no reason to not be close with me. Because <laughs> my kids would honestly rather yeah. be with her half the time than with me. <laughs> She's the cool aunt. She, my oldest sister has three girls and she takes care of them all the time. And then she takes care of our two. So I feel like that's helped her a lot too, that she has them to keep her busy. Mm-hmm. And so, but I just can't wait for her to have her own so we can do that for her. She, cause she's honestly like the sister or the, the family member that does everything for everybody. She takes care of my grandma a lot. Um, she helps with my parents so much. And so I'm just like, this is the least I can do for her, you know? Yeah. Like she deserves it. Yes. I mean, we all do. Right. But yeah. Right. Yes. Can I ask you a personal question too, even though your husband's in the room? Of course. <laughs> um, because, I have been kind of inspired by surrogacy lately, and I've been bringing it to the table with Tanner a little bit, and uh, he's actually, like, thinks it's really weird, and he's like, I don't really like it. I wouldn't really want you to do it. Was was Bryce on board with this? Yeah, he he totally was. It's because, like I was telling you, Ash is so close with us, Mm -hmm. and he knows how much, you know, she wants this baby. I think if it, I don't, I don't know. We've never talked about if it was for like a random person, how he would feel about it. I don't know. And I've never honestly really thought about it because it's never been something that's brought up. I do think it's awesome because obviously you see these people that want a baby so bad and they can't. And so, I mean, that we have that option and that people are willing to do that. That's a whole nother sacrifice, I feel like, because this, I would have the baby and get to see it and hold it and be with it all the time. And with other people, they would just be giving that baby away. And you know what I mean? So I feel like yeah. that would be harder. But I feel like if if you want to do it, and you, I feel like you're already in the mindset that, like, this isn't my baby, and it's going with them, and you just know mm-hmm. they're going to be so happy, and it's worth it, you know? Right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So we never really had that conversation. I, I don't know. He was just like, do what you got to do? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. When it came to Ash. <laughs> Go, Bryce. <laughs> he was. Um, and it, it is funny because, you know, with this whole process, like, you really can't have sex for long periods right. of time. This may sound weird. I don't know if Bryce feels the same way. <laughs> but I feel like we've become closer through this because you do have to find other ways to connect. And, it, I mean, going through that. I feel like it's probably harder on the guy than it is on the girl. But yeah, I definitely feel like it's brought us, it's brought us all closer. I feel like it's brought our whole family closer. We're already such a close family. Even Bryce's family with ours, we're also close. So like when, when I found out I was pregnant, even his mom like posted about it. Like she was excited to get another grandkid, even though she's not directly related to my sister, but Mm -hmm. we're also close that she feels like she's just, you know, apart there. We're all, we're all together all the time. So it is nice, but but yeah, I mean, it it definitely brought us all closer, and it I I thought it was a 
a neat experience, you know, definitely hard parts, um, definitely exciting parts, but, but I'll, I would definitely go through it again in a heartbeat. Are your children old enough to understand what you were doing? Yeah. Yeah. They definitely were old enough. I don't know if they understand it per se, like an adult, obviously not like an adult would, but I feel like because they're kids, it is kind of cooler because they don't know any different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So whatever we're telling them is what's happening is what's real to them. Right. So we would, we, you know, prepped them for a long time that, you know, I was going to try and have Ash's baby in my belly and Mm -hmm. I was just going to be like babysitting it and growing it. And then that would be Ash's baby. And so when I did find out I was pregnant and I told them they were excited, but my, it was funny because my son was like, Oh, but that's not our baby. And I was like, no, it's going to be Ash's baby. And he was like, well, I want our own baby too. And so I was like, well, that's (laughs) fun that he, you know, wants another um, sibling. But then when we, when we lost the baby and I was telling, Collie was with me that whole day when I was just crying, crying. She just Mm. kept saying, oh, mama, why are you so sad? And I would tell, you know, because I don't have a baby in my belly anymore. And, and so she's still really little where it's just like, she kind of looks at me, and her eyes got a little watery just because I think she could feel the emotion, right. but then she just went back to coloring her picture, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of nice that they don't have to deal with it like we do. Right. They can kind of brush it off. And then when Boston got home from school and I told him, he was sad, but he was kind of funny. He kept saying, well, Mom, you should have given it more milk. It needed more milk. <laughs> I was like, okay, dude. I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> but it was cute just the that way they processed cute. it. Yeah. And even today when we went and dropped them off at um, with my sister and my parents, he looked at my sister and he said, my mama doesn't have her baby anymore. Aww. And so I know he, he gets it and he thinks mm-hmm. about it, but... But like I said, they're kids and they just kind of, then they go on and play with the next thing, which is kind of nice. Right. Um, so I did. I feel like that, that there was one day that I just cried a lot that day. I felt like I got it all out. And then each day, I feel like it has gotten a little bit easier. And you talk to other people and especially social media, it makes it a little bit easier because then you don't feel alone. I feel like mm-hmm. in the moment when you're going through it, you feel so alone. You're like, well, why can't everybody else have a baby? Why is everybody else getting pregnant? What What's wrong with me? But then the more you you go through it and then you hear other people that went through something so much worse or, you know, and it just it does definitely just make you feel not alone. And it makes it like, I don't know, just makes you help to understand it a little bit more and not feel so lost. Um, yeah, totally. So I am thankful for that, you know, that part of social media that and I, I, there's a lot of people saying, you know, the same thing. Thank you for sharing. I just miscarried two weeks ago. And to hear somebody else's story makes me feel a little bit better. And it is. It's just so much more common than you even realized because you do. You see all these pregnant, especially when you're trying to have a baby or, you know, you see all these other pregnant people and you start to notice. I feel like every blogger I follow on Instagram is pregnant right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I get it. Yeah. Right. And you're just, you, you know, you just are like, why? Like, what? What the heck happened? But the time will come and every, you know, you can just go up from here and we can just keep trying and. Something will eventually work out. Like, I, I yeah. do believe in that. So if you guys decide to do this again and it doesn't work again, is your sister considering? Oh, she's on an adoption list, right? Well, so the, I don't think she's on an adoption list. She was on the foster list, but I think she told them they're going to hold off for now while they were going through all of this. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really don't know. I, I know if it didn't work out, um, she would definitely consider all options. She just wants a baby yeah. and she's the type that she would take any baby and love it as her own and be the best mom to that baby I feel like for guys it's a little bit harder to get them on board her her husband has been a little bit more like let's try another option mm-hmm. and Ash is just kind of like just get me a baby as fast as you can I don't care how I just want a baby um but I definitely because I mean 
growing up, I always wanted to adopt a kid. And so when we got married, you know, I just feel like for guys, it's a little bit harder to get them on board sometimes with that stuff. I feel like at least usually that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I know that that my brother-in-law would do anything because he's going to be an awesome dad too. And he's awesome with our kids. But I think he was just trying to do as much as they could to try and have their own, Yeah, which I completely understand. Like who doesn't, you know, want their own baby. Right. Yeah. And now there are so many options. It's like, why not? I mean, as trying as it is, why not try it all? Because there are so many and it it can work. Right. It's just, yeah. yeah. Somebody I was talking to that was a surrogate said it took her four times until wow. it worked. Yeah. And it is just kind of crazy. Like, why? Why on that fourth time did it all of a sudden decide to take? And you just mm-hmm. will never know. But but I mean, hey, if that, if it takes four times. And like I said, once we actually got into it, it was like a month. And so it's not that long once you're actually on the medication and you then you can do the transfer. So Were the hormones um, shots? Um, yes. Okay. So first you do shots in your belly, and that's Lupron. And then after that, um, you do shots in your butt, and that's the progesterone. But then gotcha. you have to do suppositories up your hoo-ha, oh, too. Oh, really? Three a day. <laughs> wow. Just leaking out all day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pat. <laughs> yeah. For real. Oh, wow. And that's one thing I'm like, I cannot wait until... I do not have to wear a pad. Yeah. Because <laughs> after it, like I said, I started, and so I'm just like... When can I just not wear a pad? <laughs> but at least they exist. Right, exactly. <laughs> but our for grandmothers real. had to use like rags. No kidding. Ooh. No kidding. Because, yeah, when, when you're in the process for it all, you're like, I, you know, I didn't really think about it. I'm like, that's, it was worth it. And so it wasn't bothering me. And now that it's, you know, we're, we're not trying right now for it, I'm just kind of like, okay, like, let's get all this out of my body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. Totally. Yeah. Do you have any advice out there for anybody who's, interested in being a surrogate? I don't know if there's any particular advice. I feel like every, you know, everybody's kind of different with it. And honestly, the medications, I know the medications affect people differently. I Mm -hmm. felt like I was, I had a really easy time with it. Yes, I was a little bit tired here and there, or I got headaches here and there, but it was nothing debilitating. I could still go on with my daily activities and it was pretty easy. I know some other people that were saying like it took everything out of them. Mm Um, and so I feel, I feel grateful that it was, it was pretty easy going with that. The most part, just be patient because it is a really long process and you just want to get it done. But obviously there's a reason you have to go through all the steps. But other than that, I felt, I, like I said, I felt like it was a really cool experience. I, mm-hmm. I really do. And I, I really hope it works because I feel like that'd be even cooler to get to experience carrying yeah. the baby. And then I was just so excited for that moment of like having the baby and it being placed on my sister. Yeah. Like I was oh. just... Looking yeah. forward to that moment, and so hopefully we can eventually get there. Yeah. I guess it's still baby dust, but we'll be sending you your, yes. your womb, Thank all the good you. energy, yes. all, yes. all yes. the baby yes. right now. I appreciate but that. Thank you for sharing, and I'm really excited to still follow your story. And Thank just you. I hope your sister really does get that baby. Thank because you. She sounds like she has a lot of love to give. Yes, she yeah. does. She does for sure. And if people want to follow um your instagram what is your instagram it is um at krista dot horton and krista's with a k K k-r-i-s-t-a perfect awesome thank you so much for coming you guys this was so so fun i feel like it's a little therapy session (laughs) (laughs) we feel that way quite often when we're talking to each other (laughs) thank you so much thank you guys and now another installment of Jaden Carly pay for Emmy and Bella's college education. 
You know what I love? I love my cat. But you know what I don't love about cats? I don't like cleaning up their litter box, which is actually why I send Evan to do it now. And he loves me even more because I have switched to Arm & Hammer cloud control litter. There's no cloud of like nasties when he scoops up and it's 100% dust free. It's free of heavy perfumes. It helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. You're welcome, Evan. That's new cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to ya. We're so excited to partner with a company founded by the beautiful Kate Hudson, who I am obsessed with, called Fabletics. Fabletics is a fashion-focused activewear brand with a mission to empower women by making a healthy, active lifestyle accessible to everyone because it's at an exceptional price point. No matter if you're ready to zen out in hot yoga or crush it in CrossFit or simply take a stroll in the park, which I do frequently, Fabletics has you covered and carries gym wear suitable for any type of workout. Fabletics is your one-stop shop for affordable gym wear and all of their designs are created in-house. Trust us, you seriously can't find these pieces anywhere else. Fabletics is offering our listeners an incredible deal you don't want to miss. Get two leggings for only $24. That's a $99 value when you sign up for a VIP. Just go to fabletics.com mommies to take advantage of this deal now. That's fabletics.com mommies to get two leggings for only $24. You also get free shipping on orders over 49. International shipping is available and there's absolutely no commitment when you purchase your first order. Just go to fabletics.com slash mommies. Also make sure you enter your email address when you take the style quiz and you'll receive exclusive discounts and the inside scoop about new collections that haven't been released yet. So go to fabletics.com slash mommies. Again, fabletics.com slash mommies. Terms and conditions do apply. I just love how honest and real and open Krista is about talking about like every single aspect of her life and also how open she is to talking about it with her husband sitting here. I just think she's such an amazing human that she wants to provide a family for her sister in this unique way of surrogacy. I think it's such a special bond that they're going to have and that she's wanting to try it Mm -hmm. again. I think that takes a very certain kind of person. I really respect her for that. And like you said, she's just so open and honest and refreshing. I feel like she still she's gone through this process and she's seen her sister go through this process. And even though it's been so hard, I feel like she still has such a positive outlook on it. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. often what gets you through this is still having that hope. I totally agree. And what what? Gosh, what greater love is there than that? You know what I mean? Like she's, I don't know that I would be able to do that. I love my brothers. Don't get me wrong, but I don't (laughs) know that I could do that. And it takes a special amount of love to be able to do something like that for your sibling. It really, it really inspires me. I really, I'm Tanner and I've talked about it and he doesn't want me to do it. But if my brothers ever needed me, I think if I was healthy, I would do it. I don't know. It's so crazy, but I could see you doing that. I saw this photo of the surrogate handing over the baby to the mother for the first time. And they were both, I think she must've had a home birth and they were both on the floor and she was transferring the baby and they were both crying. And something inside me was like, Oh, that moment is so powerful. And I was like, "Um, I think I'm like, that's for me, but who knows? I could have just been inspired in the moment by the beauty of it. 
and it never may be something that happens in my life. I think I would only do it for my siblings. I admire women out there who are surrogates who do this for other women. It's it amazing. is. It really is. It's so amazing. What a beautiful it gift. It is. I have a friend right now. Actually, it's Tanner's old co-worker. Him and his wife are going through the surrogacy process, and their friend is going to be a surrogate for them. But I just, I just admire it so much. It's so cool. Yeah. On a different note, an ending note, do we have an affirmation for this week? Yeah, yes. I just need to catch my breath. Do you ever find that you run out of breath pregnant? <laughs> I like, feel like I'm breathing very heavy. Um, I feel like I run out of breath all the time in life because I can't even, I'm so out of shape. I can't even walk up a set of stairs without being like, <gasps> yeah. <gasps> and then it's like a thousand times worse while you're pregnant. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta catch, I gotta catch my breath. Okay, so I found a quote that I feel like really, um, kind of ties into what we were talking about in the beginning with Mother's Day and just uh, just really touching on things that are a little bit more real. And this is actually a quote, not an affirmation. It's from J.C. Laurie is the author who wrote this. I just want to give her credit, but it says, The fact that you keep going back, the fact that you turn your many breakdowns into tiny rebirths, the fact that you are still here, giving it all you got, even if people see it or not. You may not be perfect, but so far you stand as unstoppable in your love and in your trying. I am so grateful that I am not on my own doing all of the above. I am glad we are doing this together. I love that because that's that's basically exactly what we said. Like, we don't want people to feel alone. We want people to feel like they're standing and united together I think the part that said the fact that you're turning your mini breakdowns into rebirths describes motherhood mm-hmm. to me so much because I feel like there's so many mini transformations that go on when you become pregnant, when you're pregnant, actually even when you're trying, and then when you have your child in all the stages of motherhood and we're constantly like transforming and dying to little pieces I think of our old lives and shedding them and becoming something new I feel that on such I don't know on an intense level personally because when Emerson was born I was completely transformed and it was like a birth of my my new self too and so I just really Mm -hmm. love that part of the quote it is I mean every single day there is really like a mini rebirth of something within you Every day as you learn something new with your children. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because like birth is also, if you think about it, birth is painful. And sometimes like the things we go through are emotionally painful and we have to learn how to transform Mm -hmm. them. And so I do feel like that's kind of like what it's saying and that we're all having these feelings and at different times in our lives, but we're all in it together. We are. Let's hold hands. Put our hands up to the moon <laughs> and do a moon dance. I am not against that. <sighs> also, before we go, dance I do want to. Oh, I love that song. I do too. That's an oldie but a goodie. Um, before we go, I do want to plug my show that's coming out. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. It's on YouTube, you guys. I know we're advertising it a little bit right now. And it's a show that Ashley and Jared decided to do. And it's with Kinetic, which is a production company that does Married at First Sight and Little Women. And uh, they decided to film their lives after, I guess, the show. 
and what they've been doing in LA. And when Tanner and I decided to move down to California, they asked if we wanted to start filming some of it. So it's me, Ashley, Jared, Tanner, Nick Vial, and then Dean makes a couple appearances. Carly, you make an appearance. You and Evan make an appearance. I yes. do. But <laughs> I am Bella. Bella. Oh yeah, and Emmy's in it too, obviously. She is probably the star. <laughs> Emmy, you're cut out. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably the star of the show. Let's face it, she's cuter than I am. So it's gonna be on YouTube. The first two episodes come out on May twenty first. So if you guys want to do me a solid, watch it because if it gets enough views, <laughs> it could get picked up by a network. So if you guys love us, go check it out. Yes, check it out. And also the day before that, our jewelry line finally launches. So the website will be up so you can yes. buy Reviver jewelry. Oh my gosh, it's as such well. a big week. It's such a big week. Yeah, we're super excited. Our jewelry will finally be available. So check that out too. Yeah. Check out all the things. And, <laughs> and thank you. You're doing great, mamas. Yeah. You're doing great. All right. We love you guys. And thanks for listening. And love we'll you. see you next week. Bye. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.